Hey everyone, it's Jonathan, and welcome back to the Disney Movie Marathon. Today's episode is a bit different. My friends Eli Sanza and Katie Fabric are joining me to talk about a new animated series on the Disney Channel and Disney Plus, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Katie and I had been looking forward to this show for a while, and then after it came out, I saw Eli raving about it on Twitter, so I thought the three of us should get together to talk about it. Next week, we'll get back into the Disney canon, but I figured it'd be good to do this episode while the show is relatively new. Also, before we start, if you're watching the video version, I just want to give a massive thank you to Katie for the new artwork. Later this year, I'll be launching iHeart Animation as a brand new podcast for animation beyond just Disney's, and I wanted some new art just to switch things up from time to time. Katie had already done some art for her and I last year, so this year I figured I'd just hire her services because her style will be perfect for the new podcast. Okay, I think that's all for now. Let's get into Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur with Eli and Katie. I'm assuming, well, I know that Katie is for sure, but I'm assuming you both had some familiarity with Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur before we got this new show. I had a little bit of familiarity with it because I I read Marvel comics before and I'm a huge fan of the Marvel comics, but I haven't read any Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur before. What I do know about the character is that she was created very recently. She's a new character. I think she was first created in 2015. But the the character Devil Dinosaur is an old character. Devil Dinosaur was created by Jack Kirby in 1978. And they teamed up a new character named Moon Girl with the old character Devil Dinosaur in a new series way later in 2015. But like Devil Dinosaur was originally a character who was paired with a character named Moon Boy. There was originally a comic from the 70s called Moon Boy and Devil Dinosaur. Moon Boy was some kind of, um, I never read this, but from what I've heard, Moon Boy was some kind of ape-like humanoid, and they were both characters who lived in a place called Dinosaur World, which was in another dimension, and they had prehistoric adventures together. And as what happens in the show, too, in the animated series, uh, the Devil Dinosaur travels through time and through space and into modern-day New York. And that's all I know about them. But I never read any of the comics before. That's the extent of my familiarity before I watched the series. Okay, what about you, Katie? Uh, Yeah, I read some of the comics. I never read all of them because Marvel comics are really hard to read um, because they have, <laughs> like, all the crossovers and it's like yeah. you have to know that thing in order to know this thing and... If you want to know anything that happened in issue 14, you have to go read Avengers 27. <laughs> but in order to understand 27, you have to have read all the other ones. This is so true. <laughs> and it's not just Marvel. I, I will also throw DC under the bus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just a, side, just a side note, Marvel and DC Comics, you're right. They are very hard to get into because they started out in the 40s and like 60s. And the storylines in them are continued from that point to this day. So a lot of things have happened in each story just because of the history in those universes. So it's very hard to get into them because of like what you say. It's just like, it's just a lot of stuff happened and the end, and, and they don't care about like easing you into it. They're just going to, they're very much aimed at like comic book nerds who know the history. And so that's, I don't think it's a good idea to 
because it's going to like alienate people who aren't familiar with them. But I just, I, yeah, but sorry, I just wanted to yeah. <laughs> set a light on that. But yeah, go on. Yeah, but um, I read a little bit of Moon Girl and I loved it a ton because I was like, oh, it's like a superhero girl, but like her superpower wasn't technically a superpower. It was like, it was just, she was basically just a normal girl. Plus, she's like the smartest person in the entire Marvel Universe, which has been confirmed. So take that, Tony Stark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's amazing. He's a child, but he's just, that's how smart she is. She's still the smartest person in the entire Marvel Universe. Yeah, I had not, until this show came out, I don't think I'd ever heard of Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. But when I saw, like, a year or two ago, when I saw the announcement like the press release or whatever that this was coming, I I was like, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur? I have no idea what this is, but based on the title alone, I am in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The title is just amazing. I would be interested in this show, even if it wasn't based on a comic. It just looked really cool. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, no, when I was watching it, like, I don't have the greatest eyesight when I wear glasses, it's fine. I was watching it out in the living room on the TV, which it's supposed to be an HD TV, but it's a small screen and it's far away. And I was like, whatever. So I watched like the first couple of episodes on there and it was great. I loved it. I love the show. love the character design. Then I watched the next episode on my laptop, like right up close to my face. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> the, <laughs> the design that they, it's like a comic book. The mm-hmm. like the backgrounds, yeah. the sketchy style, the thick lines, the what do you call it? The it's like pointillism, but it's that's how you do the comic print. You know what I mean? The the oh, yeah. little points of color, that's all in there. It is so cool looking. And I, I watched the rest of it on my laptop because I was like, I mean, I can see it just fine on the TV, but like to get all that detail, it's so much cooler watching it up close. Yeah, like the, it looks very much like a comic book comes to life. That's one of my favorite things about it. I love the art style. Yeah, and it even includes things like speech bubbles, but it's yes. done in such a way that it doesn't seem intrusive. Like, uh, and even the emojis, because that could get old if done in a very how do you do fellow kids sort of way, if you know what I mean. But they're incorporated in such a way that it just seems natural for this style everything just fits together so well yeah i do love the addition of the word balloons that was very creative i feel like some of this is kind of a natural progression from into the spider-verse this is not exactly like into the spider-verse but i think it takes a lot of cues from that style i was thinking it reminded me of spider-verse i wonder if this was inspired by it. and i wouldn't be surprised because it's a marvel it's, it's, it's they're both marvel yeah um what i love about spider verse is that like i love all this new wave of animation where i feel like spider verse just kind of like unlocked all these people's brains and they're like wait a minute we can like try <laughs> yes. new different things we can take risks we can make animation look like other art mediums or mix and match them and it's just and everyone's been doing it like in a completely different way mm-hmm. and it's just yeah. like so good it just yeah. makes me super yeah. happy <laughs> yeah me too because like spider-verse was so popular and it was like loved by almost everyone like that movie 
almost every single person, my usuals on social media that I know, like, it's one of the few things that we all agree on that it's a good movie. Like, yeah. Everybody loves it. And it also won an Oscar. It won, they beat Disney at the Academy Awards, which is also a rare thing. So it was the, in the animation community, it was like a beacon, kind of, for like, oh, like, we can, like, find some, like, kind of new art. We can break some artistic ground here because this movie, like you said, it opened the door. And that is exciting because I, I do want to see what comes from that and what inspirations arise from that because I, you know how American animation is, it can sometimes, they can all feel very derivative and I like it mm -hmm. when they do something new. Exactly. Another thing that I really loved about it is the music. Oh, uh, yes. I love, Yeah. well, I love the theme song. Parts of it just randomly go through my head at random times like i wasn't even thinking of this of the the show and then the the one line especially where she goes like i don't even know what this exactly means she says better make way skirt skirt well i don't even know what skirt skirt means i just know that it's something yeah. in music <laughs> but that line yeah. goes through my head at the most random times and i kind of love it <laughs> yeah it's catchy. It's I I I don't know what it means, but I'm, it's 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 a good song though. I know that. And I also love how like most of the way through the episode, it like turns into a music video, like yeah. as she's fighting the bad guys. I love how it just turns into a music video, and the colors all change, and it becomes really stylized and cool. And it's just it's so unique. It's such a unique take on a superhero boss fight. Yeah. That was one of my favorite things about it too. I loved the it felt it felt like some kind of like MTV like gorillas music video almost every time they got into a fight and it was like so unexpected. I didn't expect that to be so musical, but it was like that's it kind of is a musical show. And mm -hmm. that was great. It really is. Yeah, I think production calls those they called them mixtape um scenes and those are like like you always look forward to that in the episode like i loved the full episode but like when that happened you're like yes yeah the most fun parts yeah mm -hmm. yeah i think there was one of them was released on its own on social media a while before the show came out i was like this is gonna be really cool oh yeah yeah, yeah. well i guess we can talk about some of the cast I'm not super familiar with a lot of the people, except I recognize the grandparents. <laughs> Lawrence yeah. Fishburne. Uh, was he the grandfather, too, or was he the backstory man? He is the Beyonder. Who was the grandfather? Because I thought he was... Grandfather was, I think, he, I think he's Gary Anthony Williams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And Alfrey Woodard was her grandmother. Right. But Lawrence Fishburne... I didn't read much about the show before it came out, so I didn't really even realize that he was, like, super involved, like, yeah. helping to make the show. Yeah. Yeah, he was, like, he's an executive producer, and he is also, like, a narrator in some of the scenes, and also he's, like Katie just said, he played a villain. Yeah. Not only heavily involved behind the scenes, but on screen, too. I think that's where I got confused, because in the first episodes... I think I just thought her grandfather was narrating the show. But yeah, at the, in the the last episode, which I just watched the last episode today, it was revealed that it wasn't anybody she knew. It was this alien called the Beyonder. 
which I thought was really cool that he's kind of been in the show before and you didn't know that it was actually supposed to be a character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did like that. That was a nice twist. It was like when he heard the narrator talking, I yeah. thought it would be I, I thought it would be super meta, but it turned so out I. <laughs> no, <laughs> that was actually yeah, that was I didn't see that coming. That was the narrator turned into a villain. <laughs> Right. Is the Beyonder from the comics or is it a new character for the show? He is from comic books. I don't think he ever actually showed up in Moon Girl. And it's hilarious because he looks nothing like he does in the show. (laughs) He looks like some, like he's so of his time design wise. Oh, I just clicked on his Wikipedia link. Yes, that looks very (laughs) 70s, 80s comic book. Yeah. I think he's been improved for Moon Girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I especially loved his horrible disguise as a child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing like an Earth child. <laughs> yeah, he was so great. I was like, like the minute he showed up, I was like, oh my gosh. I, yeah. I was like, wait, you can't just drop in and be like my favorite character. That's just not fair to everyone else. <laughs> That's kind of what happened for me too. He, he reminded me of the Superman villain, Mr. Mixias Pitalik, if you know who he is. Yeah. He's like an interdimensional mm-hmm. creature gnome imp thing. And he just yeah. basically is a trickster who has too much power for what he <laughs> does. Yeah. Exactly. Except the Beyonder took it a little bit further because he was like at one point wanting to destroy the world. And I don't think Mr. Mixias Public ever tried to do something like that. He's just like messing with people. Yeah. Yeah. Not to my recollection. Yeah. The Beyonder is way more dangerous. He's threatening. He's, he's, he, the episode ends with him basically like leaving the earth alone, but he's still sort of like left in a threatening way. Like I might come back if I changed my mind type of type of deal. Very, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> very sinister. Yeah. Well, that's fine with me. I would like to see him come back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Yeah. Well, if, if anyone can defeat him, it's the smartest person in the Marvel universe. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so and all the other bad guys in the show, were any of them from the comics as well or were they all created for this show because i didn't recognize anybody that first i thought in the first episode aftershock i thought that was going to be live wire from superman like i think she debuted in superman the animated series but it turned out to be a totally different character yeah it'd be a little weird if a superman character showed up oh that's right it's marvel <laughs> <laughs> not dc <laughs> <laughs> I kept forgetting that this was like where where this was set, and like in the last episode, they're talking about Wakanda. I was like, "Wait, Wakanda? That's real <laughs> in this? Oh, wait, this is Marvel." <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's, there are so many DC shows and so many Marvel shows. The stuff like this is bound to happen. So, don't, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't feel bad about that. Yeah, I didn't recognize any of the other villains. Which, honestly, I loved a lot. You know, I loved a lot of them, too. I didn't recognize them either. But like I said, I haven't read the Moon Girl comics. So maybe they appeared in those, but not. But I wouldn't know. And I, yeah. Certainly, yeah, I certainly don't recognize any of those from any other comics I've read. Yeah, like, it's been a while since I've read 
Moon Girl, but like the way that the Moon Girl comics kind of worked is it was less she got a bad guy every so often. It was more a different superhero would show up. So like she would team up with different superheroes. Like mm-hmm. she would team up with Hulk or Mr. Fantastic or etc. So <clears throat> I don't think she really got much of her own cast of villains or anything. So I think the majority of these are created for the show. You know what? I, I haven't, uh, like I said, I haven't read the comics, but like if you, you say you have read the comics, like the show, did, did she have a costume in the comics? Um, she did. Um, it did not look quite the same. She did have the roller skates. She had like yellow shorts mm. and it was slightly yellow themed, but I think they kind of turned it. It looked a little bit more like she kind of went in her closet and grabbed like, oh, I just happened to have this t-shirt with a moon on it. Then having. Oh, I see. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's not as superhero-y as it is in the show. Yeah. Because um, Casey does not exist. She was created for the show as well. Ah, right. Uh, that would be her Casey. best friend, right? Yeah, which I love as well. <laughs> yeah, she was great. At first, in the first episode, I thought she was going to be annoying because she started out seeming to be like that stereotypical I want to be famous online type person. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, not another one of these. <laughs> But then, then she became a much better character after she yeah. became friends with Moon Girl. She was like a great addition to the show because she's like one of my favorite characters in the animated series. She's a good friend too. Yeah. We haven't talked much about Devil Dinosaur. I love him. <laughs> I love him. I love Devil Dinosaur. I love his faces. I mean, there's a lot of good facial expressions in this show. But I love yeah. the faces that Devil Dinosaur makes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, I was like, I, I love his facial expressions. I love his personality. He has a personality. He was like, yes. which mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting that much. But he, but if you look into the history of that character, he's supposed to, supposedly he's a, like, he's super high intelligence, which makes sense because I didn't know that much about the character, but before I watched the show, but I knew after I watched the show, okay, this is a really, this dinosaur seems really smart. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't seem like a typical reptile. Yes, I was kind of thinking something similar in like the first episode, because I was like, well, I had many questions in the first episode, (laughs) including how is he so smart, but also how is he going to eat? But I... I, (laughs) And dumpsters. (laughs) (laughs) and after a while i was like i'll just chalk it up to it being a cartoon because like it's fine (laughs) but i do like that there's actually thought behind that and probably more lore than i'm aware of in the comics about why he's so smart and the the whole eating thing i like that they just kind of played that off as like he gets food here there and everywhere because it, it was something that I was thinking about, even though it's one of those things where I don't really need to be analyzing it that hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, like I, I would have accepted the fact that the dinosaur was just acting like a human and having human thoughts. Like I didn't need more either. I was, I was just going to talk it up to a cartoon too, because, because the important thing was that I just liked him and he was an entertaining character. And that's, that's what mattered. Yeah. Yeah. When I first went into the show, 
The one thing I was slightly worried about was how much Devil Dinosaur would actually be in it. Like, if he'd just be, like, a background, kind of like like the dog kind of character. But I loved how much <laughs> personality and role he gets to have. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm hoping that, like, we get a bunch of Devil Dinosaur episodes. Yeah, I want to learn more about his backstory. Like, maybe they'll return to the dinosaur world in that show one day or something. I hope so, especially now that I know that there's like another character, like the Moon Boy monkey person. <laughs> I, yeah, I yeah. had no idea that that was even a thing, but that would be really interesting if they kind of play into that. Yeah, I would love to see that, especially since like now that I know that Jack Kirby, which is like one of the like most famous like comic book artist of all time was the guy who created the Devil Dinosaur. That that makes me a lot more interested in Devil Dinosaur and his backstory. Are you enjoying this episode of the podcast? Do you want more content for me and my friends on the iHeartMovies Podcast Network? We have exclusive bonus episodes, extended episodes, preview content, and more waiting for you right now on Patreon. Patrons also get the chance to request episodes, so if you want me to cover something I've never done before, sign up and let me know. I was trying to figure out who, if anyone, was from the comics, and not a whole lot of people have clickable links on Wikipedia. I, I kind of use that as a gauge as to whether or not they're from the comics or not. If they have a link, they're probably from the comics. And it looks like Aftershock, the first villain, is. But I I don't think that the others are. I'm not surprised she is because, like, electric villains are kind of, like, really just, like, easy to throw into something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there are a lot of electricity-themed villains out there. Yeah. Although that... There are a lot of villains in this animated series that I love, like, um, whether they're from the comics or not. They they, became, they got really creative with the villains here because, like, that one, my favorite might be that one, um, uh, the troll, the troll who feeds on your insecurity, like, he was, like, under that bridge. Yeah. That was one of my favorite episodes because that was a very good metaphor for how to deal with internet trolls. And I think that was a good thing to teach children. Yeah. Yeah ignore him and he'll be defeated uh, i love <laughs> i think that would be a good lesson to teach twitter oh <laughs> yeah. uh, don't get me started i <laughs> all day on twitter but you're right on the money well other than the beyonder my other favorite villain i think was the computer <laughs> i love the computer i didn't remember the name but i, I looked it up los 307 i just think of the computer <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it was that one that was like trying to defeat her in that uh, what, what was it that chess game like, yeah 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 yeah. that was me yeah, i loved that computer and i loved that it just wanted to be a friend and then it was her i don't know hubris that kind of ruined <laughs> broke the computer and then <laughs> yeah. she had to fight and then defeat it and turn it into Basically, as far as I can tell, it's going to stick around, hopefully, because it's now their guidance mm-hmm. counselor. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Like, a, a creepy AI usually is all, always works for me because, like, that is something that almost 
scares me in real life. So it's very easy to be creepy with the AI. Yeah. But I like when they do a twist on it and make it so it's, in this case, it just wants a friend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was a, that was a nice twist. It wasn't evil. And I guess we didn't mention, like, the main character voiced by Diamond White. Mm-hmm. And I recognize the name Diamond White, but I don't know where I would have seen her. Like, I I know I know the name, but I don't know why I know the name. Yeah, I'm I'm bad with uh, a lot of young actors, like, because my, my expertise is things that have been released, like, in the past, like, century. So a lot of new actors are going to get lost in the couple of that. So, like, I, and they're, and they're only in, like, the newest episode. So I don't even recognize the name Diamond White. Yeah, she is a singer, so that might be where you've heard her name. Um, probably and she also did the theme song yeah Yeah. well I'm even worse with musicians that would explain it for me (laughs) it looks like she's been in a lot of things that I've seen but only for like one episode here and there so maybe I've just seen her in a bunch of things enough that the name has stuck in my head even though I don't immediately recognize her because she had Uh. She had small roles in things like The Big Bang Theory, Blackish, Girl Meets World, Fresh Off the Boat. So I've oh. seen I've seen her in things, but not in a recurring role so that I recognize her straight on. Like she's right. in like one episode here and there. Mm-hmm. Okay, I I, I I probably have seen her at some point. And didn't know who she was there because I've watched all those shows. Yeah, likely likely I've seen her. Her mom is Sashir Zamata, which I don't recognize that name. I know who that is. I think it's pronounced Sashir Zamata. And she was a cast member on Saturday Night Live. And that's the main reason why I know who she is. Because I watched Saturday Night Live and I've seen all her episodes. She was also before that. She was a stand-up comedian. And they hired her uh, as a writer on SNL and then she became a performer. So that's the primary place where, she, where I recognize her from. But I haven't seen her do a lot of stuff since she left that show. And I've seen her every once in a while here and there. But this is the first time I've ever uh, seen her in something uh, prominent. But yeah, but I do like her, though. She is funny. I'm just scrolling through her page and I, I see things that I recognize, but it's the same thing with Diamond White. Like she would have been in like one episode here and there of some things that I've seen, but not enough that I recognize who she would have played. Yeah. She, she, I assume that you're seeing she was like a guest role in a yeah. lot of stuff, but not like, yeah, but not like the main character. And her father is played by Jermaine Fowler. And I feel like I recognize the name. But I don't know that I, I don't um, think I do. Jermaine, oh, I recognize that name. I can't remember who that is, though. I'm trying to think. He might be a comedian. That's what's popping into my mind. That he did. He, 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 he is a comedian. Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. I know a lot of comedians' names, and so I recognize him because I knew he had something to do with that genre. But I can't remember anything he's been in. I thought it was interesting that they have so many big name guest stars and it looks like there's going to be even more in episodes that either haven't come out yet or haven't watched like i've, I've seen the first six episodes a few more dropped a couple days ago 
Mm -hmm. I haven't gotten a chance to watch those yet, but there have been a lot of guest stars. Yeah, like there's a lot of opportunities to guest stars because there are so many like new characters appear every episode. Mm -hmm. And a lot of a, a decent amount of voice actors too, which I like seeing because sometimes shows like this will populate their cast with just stars. But I like that they like Fred Tatashore as Devil Dinosaur. I love that he's still yeah. doing his animal voices. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm so happy that Fred Tatastro is involved here because he is so good. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And you're right. A lot of voice actors deserve, like, a credit. Like, this. so I'm always happy when they get, like, a big role or over the celebrity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see that Carrie Walgren is in here, Pamela Adlon. Oh, yeah. And then as far as, like, the bigger name guest stars. I'm sure there's lots that I don't recognize, but I notice names like David Diggs, Maya Hawk, Allison Bree. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. David Diggs. He was the uh, that Rat King. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw that episode yet, though, because I think the Rat King episode was in the new batch that just dropped. But yeah, I saw that. David Diggs is in that. He was great. Oh yeah, that was awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if it was in the new batch, then I haven't seen it yet, because the last one that I saw was The Beyonder. Right. Well, out of all the ones that we've watched so far, do you guys have a favorite episode yet? Mm -hmm. I already know mine, because mine is The Beyonder. <laughs> as soon as, as, soon as I figured out what was going on with him, and as soon as I started seeing more of his character, I was like, he's instantly my favorite. I love this guy. I love this episode. I want more of him. The Beyonder one might be mine too. Like I bet that one immediately comes to mind. Although the one I just mentioned about the, the troll, I thought the the, the mm -hmm. and uh, that one is the one that elevated it to excellence for me the most because I thought that one was so well done. And uh, but aside from those, a lot of it's hard to choose because a lot of them are really outstanding. Actually, it's like it's just a really well done show. Yeah, general. yeah. Even the ones that are like one and done episodes, like I probably wouldn't rewatch it. It's still really good. Yeah, especially if it has a big musical number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I think my two favorites are the Beyonder one, and I really like the first one because it just like really set up the show yes. and like. And it set up the characters really well and really drew you into the world and the characters. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yes. The first one was really good because that it did the same thing for me. It just instantly hooked me. And they did a really good job setting that up. Yeah. And there's basically, I think it was twice as long as a normal episode because I figured the night that I watched that one, I figured I would just watch one episode and I started watching. And I was like, this is going on quite a bit longer than I was expecting. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't yeah. mind because it was really good. Yeah, this is like one of my favorite shows I've watched uh, all year so far. I know it's still March right now, but so far it's one of the best. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really loving it so far. This will be one that I'll try and keep up with because a lot of times I'll get into a show and then I'll get so far behind and then I've got to catch up but yeah. I really like this one. I'm going to try and keep up with this one. Yeah. Yeah. My my recommendation for you, Jonathan, though, is that you have to at least watch until, like, Mother Like Moon Girl, because I think you'd really like that episode. Okay. 
like I was watching and I'm like, if Jonathan has seen this one, he, the villains in this one may rival the Beyonder for him. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. Now I need to catch up. <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> to see what's going on in that episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're so funny. <laughs> I love a good funny villain. Yeah. Think Team Rocket. Okay. <laughs> oh. oh, that's nice. Nice seller there. <laughs> yeah. This is off topic, but have you guys watched the show Big City Greens? I've seen I've a little bit of it. Okay, there's a recurring pair of villains that are basically Team Rocket, and they are absolutely oh. hilarious. <laughs> I think they're like bank robbers, and they get the grandmother to be their getaway driver. <laughs> They are so funny. They're so in love and so awful. <laughs> I, I, I've seen clips of that show and I've seen those characters they're talking about. I've seen people on Twitter compare them to Team Rocket. And I think they might be inspired by Team Rocket. I think the creator of the show actually confirmed that, if I'm not mistaken. They would have to be. They're, they're so similar. It's It's so perfect. Yeah, and so yeah, I've watched a lot of Pokemon when I was a kid, so I'm very interested in uh, checking them out because I haven't watched any of those episodes with them in it yet. But I'm curious now just to see. They're they're not they're not characters that are there all the time. They're just like maybe one per season they'll show up. Okay, got it. Because most most of the episodes they don't deal with bad guys. It's just like slice of life type stuff so yeah that's just just gathered from what i've seen of it yeah i love big city greens that's that's such a fun show well i think that's all we've got for now i don't want to get into episodes the way we do movies because i would i just want people to go in and watch for themselves and have a great time because this is such a fun cartoon yeah definitely watch it the animation team which is a flying bark animation. Yeah. They're like one of the greatest animated studios ever. So you won't be disappointed. They do yeah. amazing work. I'm glad you pointed that out because they do great stuff on Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Lego Monkey Kid. They yes. are so good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Someone who's seen those things. <laughs> 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 yeah. You know what? Those shows, I, I understand what you mean because those shows aren't super popular. But I looked at those shows and the animation there is so good. And it's like, I'm, I wish it was more popular because they do really good stuff there. Yeah, that's... I've never really gotten into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, so I've never seen any of those shows. So I haven't seen the newest ones. But I have heard good things about Rise and I've seen the art and it looked different than any yeah. of the other ones. It lo- It looked cool. Yeah, it's like it's a very underrated show. It's funny too. It's very funny, and the action is really smooth. Exactly. Like if you could disconnect in and just not say, "Well, I haven't seen Ninja Turtles, so I don't want to watch it." Just like <laughs> that's the one I would say, watch that okay. because it's just so funny and it's so good. It's just so good. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have that problem with a lot of things. Like I'm not familiar with the franchise, so I don't feel like I should just jump in. <laughs> You know, I have a, I actually have a friend who didn't watch any Ninja Turtles either, but and they got into Ninja Turtles because of that show, and and it's, and it's one of their favorite shows of all time. 
Yeah, I convinced my friend after showing them a little bit, and she's watched it all the way through twice now. So, like, <laughs> and she's like, I don't know Ninja Turtles. And I'm just like, no, seriously, you will love this. And she does. So, I think okay. it's pretty user friendly because they don't expect you to, like, jump in and know, like, all the lore or whatever, because the characters have to learn everything. So, you have to learn everything alongside the characters instead of them being like, well, you should have watched the Michael Bay movies before you watched it. And you're like, no. <laughs> Anything but that. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm super nerdy, so I can follow along with uh, with that entire like, universe that spans movies and shows. And I usually don't have a problem with that if I'm invested enough. But if I'm not invested, it's the worst thing ever. It's oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't recommend a lot of shows do that, which is why I'm glad that uh, Ninja Turtles seems to really like reboot itself every time it comes up with a new show, and that's that's the way to go. I think don't 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 do that thing where you have to watch uh, the Saturday morning cartoon from the '80s in order to understand this new show <laughs> in 2023. Like, don't do don't do stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, I think that will probably be all for this episode <laughs> this time. Sorry, we just went on a tangent about Ninja yeah, Turtles sorry. for a second. <laughs> That's fine, another recommendation. Do you guys want to let people know where they can find you if they want more from you, Eli? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter. Um, my handle is at dsunky2014, and I also have a blog called Entertainment Junkie, and you can find me at ejunkieblog.com and that's where I go more in depth about my opinions about movies and TV shows and video games and celebrities. Twitter is just where I go to just hang out with my mutuals and just talk about the things we love. Okay. And Katie? And you can find me at KT Draws Things on Twitter and Instagram where I draw things at times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> Please be kind. I'm busy. I'm too busy watching uh-huh. moon girl <laughs> <laughs> okay well we will see you again in the future so until then thanks for having us thanks for listening to the disney movie marathon if you like what you've heard make sure to subscribe on your preferred podcast platform or to our youtube channel make sure to follow my co-hosts as well and if you want more content from us check out one of the other podcasts in the i heart movies podcast network or check out my brand new patreon my link tree as well as any other relevant links will be in the description we'll be back soon with another brand new episode so thanks for listening and we'll see you next time